Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome again. This is Nina Perez and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am so glad you're here. You know this show is created to discuss real life topics to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And today I found Nate Turner. He is an entrepreneur, a renowned speaker, an author, a philanthropist, and a leading parental empowerment activist. Now he wants to make the world a better place where race, ethnicity, social economics, that that status no longer dictates the writing of anyone's destiny. And so you know this is going to be a really good and impactful conversation. So Nate, thank you so much for being on Straight Talk. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. You have raised the bar really high. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love doing that. No limboing for me. No, no games, no games, straight talk. Um, So Nate, the way I like to always start this show is I I always give like a little intros, but I like to know more about you. So if we can just know a little bit more about who Nate is, that would be awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. So um, I am uh, just a kid from a kid. I'm a guy who uh, grew up in Gary, Indiana, Um, the son of Tommy and Gladys, the grandson of Ari and Robert and and Adrina. And so, um, yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm from Gary. I'm a guy who was told the best I could hope to do with my life was join the military, uh, that mm. I was not college material. Um, mm. I, to my guidance counselor, uh, Mr. Tunk, who I, I love to tell his name because I like to remind people that um, you cannot believe what other people believe about you. And so I met five wonderful people who told me I could do more and they encouraged me to go off to college. And I did. And I went to law school and graduate school and now I'm a father and a husband and, you know, I do a few other things, but uh, that's a little bit of my story. 
Wow. Okay. So talk about changing it around, right? From not yeah, going, yeah. from not being uh, told that you can go to college to going to law school. And that's not a little thing, Nate. So yeah. tell me about that though, because that, that, you know, the guidance counselor said that, but was there a reason for that? Like, you know, was there something that, that happened in your life or something that, um, uh, that she was, uh, you know, seeing he, that yeah. made her, say, oh, he, sorry. Oh, that he. Made yeah, no, say, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> made him say something like that to you because that is really detrimental to a young mind. That could be very detrimental to a young mind. So tell yeah, me a little bit about that. I think the, the, for him, you know, it was easy to, to take a look at someone's grade and, and make mm -hmm. no, have no idea about what's going on in someone's home. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was a, I was, you know, barely a C student and uh, my guidance counselor and my father told me something about around the same time. Similarly, my father told me that, Hey, you know, in two years, you have to make three choices. And I was like, well, what are those? And he said, um, one, A, you uh, can join the military. And you know how I feel about that. Uh, B, or two, you can move out of my house and get a job. And three, or three, you can go to college. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, only one of those options allows me to come back home and see my mother on a regular basis. I don't really okay. care about you, but I, wanted, I would like to see my mom. That was going to college. And similarly, my guidance counselor said, hey, the, the best you could hope to do is join the military. Now, I grew up in Gary, which is a steel town. So in his mind, the best two options I had was to go work in a steel mill or, um, you know, enlist in, a, in the armory or some, army or some one of the, the, the uh, armed services. And so I met some people uh, along the way, some of my classmates who were college material, and I just watched what they were doing. And so I started taking some of the classes that they were taking. And, and even if I could say... One of the things that happened to me when I was uh, a fourth grader, my parents moved, and so I was in a I was in the same school system, but in a, a different a different area. And when I moved to an, a mostly integrated community, I was tracked, and so I was put mm -hmm. into put into you know marginal classes, and so then no one had any expectations of me. And I, I would surmise that I I start stop having expectations for myself as well. Wow. So it wasn't until yeah. my junior year when I kind of woke up and took a look around and said, you know, I'm better than what they're telling me I am. And I, and I decided to really work hard to make that happen. Do you think that that was something already in you, Nate? Because that's a really, that, you know, that's a really hard thing to do. And when you're young, it's even harder, right? So do mm -hmm. you think it was already like a determination that's in you to, to want to like look around or be better than people tell you? What do you think about that? So I think, so this is going to sound maybe a little hokey to some people, but I, I believe you'll understand it. M my name is Nathaniel Turner. I am named intentionally after Nat Turner. My initials are NAT. My father wanted to raise a revolutionary. My mother being a woman of faith, naming Nathaniel, which is Hebrew for gift of God. So I don't think that there's any accidents about who I was supposed to be. It just took me to get to a place in my life to realize, you know what? what my parents have been trying to instill in me all my life, it's now time to do my part and make that a reality. I mean, I was raised by a guy who, who was probably inches away from joining the nation of Islam. I was born in, in 1965. So he was a big fan of, of Malcolm. And my father had mm -hmm. us doing some very unusual things in our household. Um, my first bike I ever owned, I bought myself. He gave me a lawnmower rake and a shovel and told me at 10, if a man wants to eat, a man has to work. So there were things mm -hmm. certainly that were put in me that came out at that time, I'm sure, and, and have been coming out ever since. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they instill things in us that we don't we don't like at the time, but then realize how it serves us well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the best lessons. And I've and, and now I'm in my 25th year of of running my own business. And I tell people all mm. the time, like I'm not really surprised because my father told me to do that when I was nine. Right. So, yeah. Right. Or or move out his house or something. Right. <laughs> move out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so what when you went to school, like uh, to college, I mean, you know, how was that for you? Because you went all the way through to law school. So what got you interested in that part of it? So I met. So I do this thing called backward design. And what I didn't realize at the time uh, that I was doing that in my own life. So I met a gentleman. His name is he's deceased now. His name was Judge James Kimbrough. And he was the perhaps one of the most respected people in my community. And he was only about five or six. And so while everyone else was thinking about how to escape, right, by playing basketball or football or doing something, I got a chance to spend time with Judge Kimbrough. His son was a very good friend of mine, James Jr. And I would go over his home and just just being his presence. And sometimes I'd ask him, you know, where did you go to college? And he told me he went to Fisk. And hey, so where did you go to law school? And he told me John Marshall. And then I thought, okay, I only got to get admitted to one school. If I can get to Fisk, you know, I got a chance to be like Judge Kimbrough. And if I can get out of law school, I mean, get an undergrad, I just need to get to one law school and that's John Marshall. So mm -hmm. that was that was sort of the, the GPS direction that I'd set that I was going to at least do that. Right. That's awesome. You know, what's, um, what's amazing, right, is how important mentors are in our life right? Yes. It's, yes. it's really important. And I think we don't realize how much the youth looks at what we do. Mm -hmm. They might not say anything. They might not even ask you anything, but they are looking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Today, it's yeah. funny because there are people who I grew up calling pops and now they're young men and women <laughs> who call me pops. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, how did that happen? Nate, how yeah, did that no. happen? Right? I don't know. Just I my grandma said, keep living, right? Just keep living. <laughs> That's so good. So tell me a, a bit about what you do, because you do a lot of things. So I know you have some TEDx talks out there. Mm -hmm, I did mm -hmm. see one of them, which was really, really good. You were talking Thank to you. the Z generation, I believe it was. Very yes. well done. Very well Thank done. Um, and I know you also write some books and you're a philanthropist and all this great stuff. So I'd like to know a little bit more about that, right? So uh, the philanthropy work, uh, how do you give back? What does that look like for you? So the interesting thing is um, I, I I have this thing we've used with my son. It's called the starting five. And we started to teach other other people that. And, and what that the genesis of that is that there were five people who helped me become me, whoever I am, whatever you think of me. There are five people that were uh, critical to me graduating from high school and and at the very least going off to college. Um, James Kim, Judge Kimbrough, as I mentioned, Char, um, Charlene Turner, um, Grant Turner, Frank McKinney, and wow, just it just so Mrs. Mrs. Kimbrough as well, and I can't now I can't even think of her first name, but they're all deceased except one person, okay. and those people told me that that I could do more, and I can't repay them; mm -hmm. they're all gone, and the one that's here wouldn't allow me to repay her anyway. So the only thing that I can do is to give what they gave me to other people. And that's I've given awful. it to my son, but that's not really, there's really not a lot of honor in giving your child something and not right. being willing to give it to other people because I wasn't their child. I was someone else's child and they loved me for no reason whatsoever, but they just decided to love me. 
Yeah. You know, what's uh, uh, fascinating about that, too, is that the guidance counselor that told you that you're better off going to the military is also part of that journey, isn't he? Because, he, he is. you know, yeah, he's part he, of that he, story. Mm-hmm. He is. Here's mm-hmm. the irony of that. That yeah. that guidance counselor raised sons who went to school to become engineers. Mm-hmm. I, not only did I go to school and get a bachelor's degree and a master's and a, a law degree, but I have a son who's a fourth year PhD in electrical and wow. computer engineering. So I would love to go back and see him and stick my tongue yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I mean, the, the best revenge is your success, right? Like that Absolutely. is the best revenge, right? Absolutely. And also living your life as fully as you can with as much joy as you can. And so I love that. I love that you poured into your son and um, pour into others. And it shows, right? Because look at the the path your son decided to take, right? Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's an amazing story. That's, that's really you know, it's really, really quite remarkable because we can, you could have went any direction, Nate. I mean, you know this, right? Like you could have definitely taken that word that that person gave you and ran with it. Right. And everybody would have been like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. He's working in the steel mill. He's good. You know, or or, or worse, right. Or Or worse. worse. There were other places. Yeah. Yeah, There were other places. And and the person's name is Faye. Her name is Faye Kimbrough. So I'd be, I'd be remiss. (laughs) Faye, we, we got your name, Faye. We got you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, tell me about the work that you're doing, because you, uh, I, I read in the beginning that you Mm -hmm. are doing uh, things to make this world a better place. And a lot of the topics that you're touching on are topics that are really hot and people really Mm -hmm. need to speak about them. Right. So race, ethnicity, social economic status, all that kind of stuff. So how do you, you know, what is your message on that? And how do you, you know, how do you show people that message? So a couple of things. So we do this, Mm -hmm. we have a a foundation called the league of extraordinary parents. And our objective with the league of extraordinary parents is to prepare parents to be zealous advocates for their own children. It is our, mm-hmm. our belief that mm-hmm. most parents have decided to outsource their child, their children's life to other people. And, and that's a dangerous place to be. When I was a kid, nice. right, and we, I sound like the old guy when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, the communities were very different than the communities are today. When I was a kid, as I mentioned, Judge Kimbrough lived close to me. So I could actually go over the judges, this black judge home and spend time with him. Today, mm-hmm. When when we succeed, we move away. So yeah. we we leave the community deficient of role models who can be present every day. And so what we do, we're trying to do is get parents to understand: Hey, you can be your own child's real role model, and then let's show you the tools, the techniques, techniques and strategies to give your child the best possible life, regardless of zip code, regardless of what a counselor says, regardless mm-hmm. how inefficient the the school system is, regardless if you have to take classes, your child has to learn on Zoom. Here, let's show you some tools and some strategies that if you implement these things while your child is being conceived in the first three to five years or so of your child's life, your children have a a greater likelihood of being more successful than you could have ever imagined than they would have been if you did none of these things. And they will be successful as parents, right? Because you're empowering them and giving them tools and a lot of times, Nate, you know, uh, we we don't, well, a lot of times, most times, we don't know how to be good parents. We're trying as we go, right? Right. 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 So if there's tools out there that are going to help you to be the best version of that, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, that's a really powerful tool to give. And it shows that it works. And you're right. Not only are, are the role models not there anymore, honestly, Nate, nobody even goes over to anybody's house anymore. Yeah. 
yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. you, I mean, trying to find a role model now is super tough. And the ones that you find are the ones on Instagram that show you that snapshot. <laughs> right. Right. That yes, one snapshot yeah. that now you think they are the thing. Um, right, but yeah. behind the scenes, maybe not so much. So, you yeah. know, that's a really tough, um, tough thing to do because you're 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 against right now also a lot of social media, a lot of fake, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that we can see. I think mm-hmm. when me and you were growing up, mm-hmm. we didn't have too much of that. You kind of were in the neighborhood, you were outside, you were in people's homes. <laughs> you know, now we're just seeing it through a screen, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say most of our humanity today is what I call fragmented where mm. people only see one one small sliver. So if you imagine our humanity being 360 degrees, we don't ever show people 360 degrees. We show them mm. one degree of our humanity and that's and that's it. Well, this the downside to that is that if you're watching and that's all you ever see, that's what you think people are 360 degrees, but they're yeah. but they're not. That's not who they really are. So yeah. Right. So the objective is, to me is like, well, why am I waiting for someone else to be the model for my child? Why don't I just be my my own child's model and just improve myself? So yeah. right, right. And how was that for you? I mean, are you are you and your child like close? Are you close? Yeah, my son is my best friend. He's been my best friend since yeah. I saw him um, come into this planet. And and one of the things uh, I'm imagining you you speak Spanish, right? Yes. Would that be mm-hmm. a correct assumption? So yeah. my son speaks four languages fluently and two other languages conversationally. Right. So I'm a black man who speaks, who only speaks English and doesn't do that really well. (laughs) But but the objective was to make sure that the part of what we were doing was to embrace someone who who could speak, not only speak other people's languages, but understood other people's cultures so that he could actually be a person whose humanity extended beyond his own his own little small neighborhood. That is so fantastic. That is so fantastic. And so um, your your son, as you said, he's in college and he's moving forward and he's growing. What is he thinking about all the stuff you're doing? Right. Because you had a, like I said, I saw that TEDx speech. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're also doing and you have a few of them, I think. Right. A few TEDx talks that you've done. Right. Or was that I've just done one? one one TEDx okay. uh, one TED talk? But I've done I, I, I've spoken a lot of places. I like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you might find several things with me, podcasts, speeches, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. Yeah. I do a fair amount of that. I did more before the pandemic, but I do a fair amount of it still. Yeah. Yeah. This pandemic has changed the game a little bit. But I wanted mm-hmm. to also touch on, if we could, on sure. your books, because you have a few. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to. What's your first? Do you remember your first book? Because you have a few I, of them. I, <laughs> I, I do. My so you you mentioned my son, and honestly, everything that I've that I've done over the last twenty six years has been guided by the presence of my son. I am oh. I am to say I'm nothing without him would be would be probably too much, but I am certainly better because of him. And he's the one that told me to do more. So there would be no books. There would be no no mm-hmm. no not for profit. There would be no conversation with you and I today. A a sixteen year old who is preparing to leave the country to go to Brazil to chase his dream of playing professional soccer told me to do more. And wow. and this is part of it. So the very first book I wrote was called Raising Superman, and it's a collection wow. of letters that I wrote for my to my son from age two to sixteen. And I put wow. those letters in a binder and gave them to him while we were in Brazil. He was getting ready to start the academy. I left and went to, to Rio for a few days on my own. I believed every 
person should go to Rio by themselves. Um, but I don't speak Portuguese, so that was kind of an issue. Um, <laughs> I, my wife called and said, uh, not only should you need to come back home, she said, you need to go back to the academy. I don't think he's going to do well. And when I arrived at the academy, I was expecting him to have his bags packed and ready to come home. And he said, hey, I'm good. I just got a, one question for you. Did you put the letters in any particular order? And I said, no. He said, I reread the first three. I remember my purpose. I'm going to be fine. And whenever I come wow. home, we're going to publish these letters and share them with other people. Dad, because when you tell me I can do something, not only do I know I can do it, I know it's supposed to happen. Wow, so, Nate. Come yeah, on. So, Isn't that like the best feeling in the that was, world? It, it was It was crazy. <laughs> Because I'd written these letters privately to him, and I did not expect that he was going to want to share those letters with other people. But that awesome. that was his doing. And when he did come home, he found a publisher, he, he found a, a publicist, he found an editor. He did all of the work so that wow. we could get that first book off the ground. Yeah. You raised a go-getter for sure. My goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your last book? Um, the last thing we just finished was is called um, Journey Forward, and it's a book about mm. um, journaling. And okay. I'm, I'm a guy who suffers from depression and had to find a way to get out of my head uh, and find a way to be more intentional. So I started to to just imagine my best life. And then I would just, mm -hmm. just kind of write notes about it. And now it's become a thing where the first thing I do every day is I write about this life that I, that I consider my best life and a life right. that generally is a life that I talk about serving, helping, serving, and making sure other people know their life matters. So you're touching people in a lot of different ways then. You're touching people with your with your books because um, mm -hmm. of, of the stories, and you have a few books, the last one mm -hmm. being about journaling. So you're, you're really trying to show people that you can bring good into your life. You can, you can write things down. You can, you know, overcome a lot of things and obstacles in your mind, right? Yeah, right. You're also doing the, the parenting, so you're helping parents, and you're helping them raise better um, more, um, thought provoked children. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. do you feel like, and then this is going to be like a, like a, I don't know, a, uh, come to the left <laughs> side question, but <laughs> do you feel like, um, do you ever feel like lack of, uh, either having a, a steady mother or a steady father, um, cause that disruption in a child's life where you know where um having some of these empowerment tools that you're giving are more difficult for a parent to give so hmm. a household without a father a household mm -hmm. without a mother you know what i mean is it is mm -hmm. it more difficult to to do this empowerment teaching so i yeah i'm not gonna deny that my in my son's case right he has benefited both from having his mother and father present. There's no mm -hmm. question about that. No question. But I also I tell people I that I grew up in a home where there are, you've heard of um, adverse childhood experiences. Um, the CDC mm -hmm. says there are 10, 10 of those. I grew up in a house where I am, I don't know, the survivor, I guess you'd say, of eight of them. My wife grew up in a house where she's a survivor of seven of them. Collectively, we have nine of the 10 aces. So, yeah, I had two parents in my home, but but many times I wish I only had one. And right. many times it was as, as if I only had one. Right. So I, I think what what we have to do is recognize what we have and do the best Good. we can with what we have and then put mm -hmm. put things in place and people in place who are willing to help. There are want to help. 
Um, you know, it's just about how we go about getting additional people in our life to, to make the village. If it is true, right, that it takes a, yeah. a village to raise a child, well, yeah. then the, the goal is to, to create a proper village and not a, 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 a village of idiots, which oh, oftentimes we, we curate, right? So if we can get a yeah. proper village in place, yeah, then we then a child has an opportunity, has a chance. Or that's better really chance. good. Yeah, that's, wow, that's, that's such a good answer because it does take, a, I think it takes a village, Nate. I think it takes a village, right? I mean, having good, um, not just uh, both parents there, if you can have that, but also like uh, maybe a good role model, uh, good mm -hmm. teachers, good, you know, uh, friends, you know. Co-parents, yeah. co like parents from another family, like what happened with you, right? With the, with Absolutely. your your friend's Absolutely. father, um, that's just so so important. So, I want to know what you're up to now, Nate. What what are we what are we up to? What are we what are we doing? Well, you're doing a lot, right? So, what, what else what are you doing to impact your impact the world? What what is it that you're doing? So, uh, my son and I are working on this this ideal. It's 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 not it's not even close to being a reality, but in our our children's book that we wrote, which is called yeah. The Amazing World of STEM. We're working on the second edition of that with our artist. I got to say her name, Kiva. And so um, Kiva, Naeem, and I are working on this the second edition. But the objective of the book, um, uh, The Amazing World of STEM, is to show adults what the world could look like if we decided to be intentional about being good people. So oh, these kids live in what's called a nano community. And so there's a lot of technology that's available to us that could, mm -hmm. we believe, that could eradicate many of the social issues that we have today. Like, for example, homelessness. There's a way mm -hmm. to 3D print homes today for less than $6,000, and the homes are almost going to be 2,000 square feet. But wow. we live in a country that would prefer to have people live on the street and yeah. live in a box and sleep on, right, sleep on the concrete and claim that folks have uh, mental health issues. Well, I would have a mental health issue too if I had to sleep on the floor in a cot, right, or wherever. Mm -hmm. But hey, imagine if we could build homes for two, for six thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Most everybody in this country could own a home if all of you were charging was six thousand dollars. You and I probably could donate some homes to people yeah. for six thousand dollars. And so yeah. th that's the community they live in. We have it's community with arrow farms. So we trying to eliminate this whole concern about living in food deserts. What if we just grew our own, grew our own food? You know, if I we went, went to Disney before the pandemic and Disney has a place called The Land, I want to say about 50% of Disney, Disney World's food is produced by Disney World, right? So the food that they serve their customers, mm -hmm. they produce it themselves. So mm -hmm. well, why can't we produce our own food Right. And so that's what the, 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 the story is about. Like, what do we do to move the planet, to move the planet forward? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that that, you know, needs to be spoken about more, too, because I honestly did not know that, Nate. Right. So, you know, if I mean, that's not just a book is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. That's that's like a whole thing. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Well, 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 Nina, I'll say this. In, during the day, I work in the financial services industry. And mm -hmm. so um, when my clients would call me, if you were a client and you said, hey, Nate, where should I invest? We might talk about emerging markets. And one of the things mm -hmm. we talk about emerging markets, what are people doing in Africa and Asia, right? Places that, that typically don't have all of the minor conveniences we have in America. Well, one of the great things that happen sometimes in emerging markets is they don't have all of the conveniences. So they don't have the infrastructure that they don't want to get rid of. They're looking for new infrastructure. So they would build 3D printed homes there. 
but we won't do it here. So I said, like, what, what, how much sense does that make? That we'll do it in Africa, we'll do it in Asia, but we won't do it in, in, in the Bronx, and we won't do it in Harlem, and we won't do it right. in Gary, and we won't do it in Chicago, we won't do it in LA or Cleveland. Like, it makes no right. sense wherever. So we thought, no what sense. if we brought the same technologies that we implement around the world in, in underserved communities and did it in our own underserved communities? Right. Wow. That's powerful. That's going to change the game, Nate. That's going to change the yeah. game. You it know, it, it would, right? It would. It, mm -hmm. No, if, if we did that, it would. I, I grew up in the projects, right? So I was born okay. and raised in the projects. Okay. And we didn't have any of that. We just, we just didn't. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, we just didn't. Right. right we, my right. mom was just trying to survive. That's all. We just trying to survive. Right. And right. so I, I always, I often think about, you know, what would, what would happen if they had bought, we, you know, every, most projects out here anyway, in Connecticut have like a community center. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what would have happened if we weren't just sitting out there playing games and hot, you know, playing uh, basketball and handball. Right. Mm -hmm. But what if we were in a STEM class? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What if somebody talked yeah. to us about that? Things could be different. Right. Yeah. So I get it. What if your parents, what if your parents were told before you were born that they should start reading to you in the womb? What if your parents right. told were told the moment that you were born, they should sing, dance and play with you? What if your parents told you to get big books and look at the big books and mention everything that's on the big book and until your attention uh, goes somewhere else as an infant, continue to do that? What if your parents said to you, um, someone told your parents, hey, make sure Nina hears other languages. Make sure when she comes to the room, not only does she hear English and Spanish, she hears German and French and, and Portuguese. Mm -hmm. You know what happened? You would eventually probably speak those languages because right. those things would have been embedded in you very early on. Um, right. But we don't talk to families about those kind of things. And that's yeah. those are some of the things we're talking to families about today. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Nate. That's so good. So before I let you go, sure. I want to know how people get to know about what you're doing, um, your nonprofit, all of this stuff. So if you have like social media handles or your website <laughs> or something, can you drop that now? Because I'd love to get that. Yeah. I mean, the simplest place is I have a, of a, a website. It's not very good. So I need to have it under construction, but it's um, NathanielAturner.com. Mm -hmm. So N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. Period, yeah, period.com. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. dot com. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, awesome. and then you can find everything else from there. Okay. You can find about the League of Extraordinary Parents there. And I still have a blog called Raising Superman is there. And our videos and uh, podcasts right. that we've done, those kind of things there as well. Yeah. Is that also um, the location they can go to check out the books? Or is that on Amazon? Or is that yeah. your Yeah. Website? The books are. So if you if you go there, you'll find a link for the books okay. and it'll take you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. So wherever the books are, wherever books are sold, the books are sold. Okay. So they're they're available. I, I'm terrible at, at PR. I'm looking for somebody now to help me with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. I so I'm hear terrible. you. I so terrible. hear you. And it's a, it's time consuming too, Nate. You you know, and and that's like the, that's a smart thing to do anyway as an entrepreneur, right? Is to kind of outsource the things that you are not good at or can't yeah. do or don't yeah. have time for, so that you can focus it. on the things that you're doing because you're doing some yeah. good stuff. And yeah. you know, the stuff you're doing is not small. It, it's gonna it, it's stuff that really has to you have to get the snowball going so that it can become huge, right? And yeah. so I, I that's why I wanted you on here. I, I love the I love the work that you're doing. I love the talks that you've had. Uh, I love your energy. 
and the kind of person you are. And I'm, you know, super grateful that you took the time to be on here. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm grateful to you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, thank you so much for being with us. I am going to make sure that I put all of Nathaniel's information or Nate's information down below in the show notes so you can click and follow um, and support what he does and actually read through a lot of these great things because he's doing a lot of good things with with parenting and um, just leading people in philanthropy and and his talk I saw it on um, YouTube it was really excellent so check all of that out please don't miss it and as far as me you already know me this is Nina Perez this is straight talk no sugar added go ahead and contact me at hello at straight talk no sugar added if you need anything until next time broadcast is brought to you by WinCheck Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community, by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.